Hey there, welcome to episode number 10 of the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea Crisp, and today I'm chatting with Kyla Roma, business coach and digital strategist who's worked behind the scenes in hundreds of businesses, from six figure brands to one woman shops. In this episode, Kyla shares the beauty and pain of navigating burnout, being diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, and how that gave her the determination she needed to become more self-aware, both personally and professionally. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week, we'll share real stories of influential women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, Andrea Crisp, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. This episode of The Courage Cast is brought to you by something that is very near and dear to my heart. It is my passion to empower women to live more bravely. And maybe you found yourself a little uncertain of how to move your life forward. If that's you and you're ready to reignite your confidence and change your perspective on what you're fully capable of, and if you want to break free once and for all from your limiting beliefs to live your purpose, then Breakthrough Coaching is for you. So let's have a conversation to find out what's really holding you back so that you can reframe your mindset and get the clarity you need to move forward both personally and professionally. Let's connect at andreacrisp.ca forward slash schedule. My guest today is a force to be reckoned with. As a digital strategist and business coach, she teaches gutsy business owners, bloggers, and creative entrepreneurs how to shake off uncertainty and grow their business. She and her husband, James, live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and they recently welcomed their brand new baby boy, Devlin. The girl you are about to hear is strong and courageous on every front. You are going to gain so much insight from her life and her story. I am so excited to share with you, Kyla Roma. Kyla, I am so grateful that you have agreed to be on the podcast today, and it's been actually almost a year since we've met each other in Palm Springs, literally the one of the most beautiful places on earth at Designer Vacay, and um, during one of the Q&As at Designer Vacay, you spoke up and you were sharing directly from your heart to the women that were assembled there. I'm not sure if you remember this, but uh, I remember thinking when you were talking, this girl is a total boss and I totally want to get to know her. So the having the opportunity to talk with you and um, just share your story is just an honor to me. So thank you so much for agreeing to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I think I do remember that. I was, uh, I think I had the microphone where I was shaking a little bit. <laughs> you, you were passionate and I loved it because I feel like there, and now I wish I knew exactly what you were saying. Um, my memory's not that great, but you were so passionate about what it was that you were sharing. And I feel like the people in the room, the women there really needed to hear it. And it was out of a vulnerable and transparent place. And I'm all about that. So I felt like, okay, this girl, I need to like watch her stay in her space, be there. So thank you. Um, I, I can't wait for you to share your story. You've, you've kind of shared with me a few things. And so we're going to get right to it. And so I just maybe want you to share from your own perspective, where did your entrepreneurial journey begin? Can you walk us through that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, I 
decided that uh, I, I guess I, I started decided to start a blog in around 2008 and I had been following lifestyle bloggers and uh, kind of as those were coming up and uh, I, I really was passionate about you know what other people were what other people were doing and I wanted to engage after I'd been following blogs for a while so I started blogging and then I had been working you know a series of jobs I was working in entertainment marketing and I you know I had a real passion for, you know, for writing and for expressing myself creatively, but I kind of, and I wanted to get into that and get into that world and be able to, um, you know, spend my days working on my creative passion. And I didn't know exactly how to get there. So started blogging. Uh, I designed my own blog and through that I ended up taking, uh, taking an online course and getting noticed by the instructors who it turns out were two women who lived in my city. And I was invited to become business partners with one of them um, after about a year of working together. Uh, so we, we were doing uh, a web design basically. So mm -hmm. we owned a boutique web design agency. Uh, so I owned that with a partner for five years. And then I transitioned out of that business and started focusing um, on working on my own, basically uh, helping business owners be able to get profitable, market themselves in a really sustainable way, um, you know, generate excitement around launches or around significant events that were going on uh, in their business. So I've been doing that now for a couple of years. I, um, I, my, my husband was able to quit his job and work with me in, in my business. So we've been uh, doing that for, together for a year now, and we just had uh, our little baby in uh, a few months ago. So we've we've got a kind of got the whole family uh, involved in the business now, and uh, we're figuring it all out together. But it really all came from uh, from wanting to express myself creatively, wanting to get out of a nine to five into something that was uh, more creative and more flexible. That's awesome. I actually remember you were literally in your first trimester when I met you. And yeah. um, I, I'm not even sure you had actually even made the announcement to people that you were, but I just knew because you were, you had morning sickness. And so uh, I think that's how I found out. But um, that, so in a year's time, it's amazing. Your husband's been able to now work with you as well. And, um, and then also you've got a brand new baby. So you're, you're doing a lot of transition in, in your life and creatively. So maybe talk me through like, what was it like when you left working with a partner and kind of starting out on your own? That was really challenging. It was really interesting. Um, you know, the, I was able to leave the business partnership and do it in a way that was really, um, you know, really positive. Uh, but I, I was, you know, best friends with the woman that I had been operating this business with for a really long time. And it was scary. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I was a web designer, but I was definitely not the, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, I was not the most talented web designer in the world. Um, I had, <laughs> I had, you know, uh, I had amazing clients. I was booked out six months in advance. And for me, it was really, really scary to leave that and go and do something, um, do something else. And, but for me, my passion was in the marketing. It was in, you know, conversion optimization. How can we get people, uh, from kind of get people that, um, initial yes moment on your site and then turn that into a relationship. Uh, it was kind of the psychology behind that and the marketing of it. Uh, so for me, dropping the, I was spending all of my time doing that 
and then also doing the design work with it. And so dropping the design work and just focusing on that second part felt really difficult because it was this whole, you know, it was dropping to me, it felt like dropping the tangible part of it. Yeah. Uh, so it took me a little while to be comfortable with that, but it's, um, it's been really fabulous. It was, you know, just, I, I thought that I would have crossover between my clients and I had no crossover between my clients. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, you know, so many of my clients, they really have a marketing problem. It's not a web design problem. I can do this for them. They'll be able to see it. They wanted to have a web design problem, not a marketing problem. But uh, I was able, I'm, you know, I'm a licensed business strategist and I went from having no clients to being fully booked within, um, you know, within two and a half months. And uh, it was, you know, we just kind of, it took off flying from there. Amazing. So when you were saying earlier, you had like six months worth of design clients kind of in the queue, and then all of a sudden you're starting something new and it only took you two and a half months to actually get rebooked. Yeah, I, it was. It was really. I mean, it was really scary initially. I did a year's worth of a, like apprenticeship underneath a mentor. Yeah. Um, so I I did that, and uh, I was still doing web design clients at the time. And then yeah, when I when I switched over, it was just getting you know using all of my skills, using uh, you know focusing the conversation, switching that conversation on my blog from design over to, you know, how can we, how can you run a business that's organized, that feels good for you, uh, and switching that conversation. So I had, I did a transition over time. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think it can, um, things can pick up a lot faster. Uh, you know, the, when you, when you have, when you have all those pieces in place and, and I'm really passionate about that because there are a lot of things that in my, uh, in my first business, if I, you know, if I could go back in time and just grab me by the shoulders and say, do these, you know, do these things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a lot, there's a lot of things, you know, I just kept on working harder and harder and harder in that previous business. I was working 60, 70, 80 hour weeks, um, trying so hard to get things off of the ground, to get it profitable. And I thought if I just worked harder and harder and harder, that that was what was going to get me there. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that it's, you know, you've got to look at the profitability first. You've got to, um, you know, I could geek out about this for forever, but, (laughs) but there are definitely, um, like if you, if you shift into kind of a different way of operating and you're looking at different things, um, it makes life a lot easier. You hear a lot about people talking, um, saying the word hustle, they're hustling for their, like you, you, you're shaking your head as I'm saying this to you. So obviously, what do you, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about people or yourself having to hustle? What what have you learned about that? I hate it. I think that I think ta- the way that we talk about hustle in the entrepreneurial communities and in the creative uh, community as well is largely toxic. I think mm-hmm. it's just we don't need uh, we don't need to talk about it in the way. And we, I think. I think it's a really um, kind of a a sexy story to tell the idea of you know if you just if you just put in those you know those extra five hours if you just if you just stay are so doggedly committed to this one thing and you know you push and push and push you're gonna you know somehow you're gonna get discovered or you're gonna break through to that next level the, you know I, the thing that I realize 
um, myself was that I was inventing all of these hoops for myself, these kind of flaming hula hoops for mm -hmm. me to jump through in my business. I thought, you know, I have to put in this many hours. I have to, uh, I can't raise prices. I can't, you know, I can't, uh, there were all these limitations that I had put on myself, but that I didn't, I couldn't even see them mm -hmm. as they, as I was going through, uh, kind of through that first business experience. And, you know, I, it took me a very long time of, um, you know, several years of really working nose to the grindstone, coming home at all hours and um, being very creatively burnt out for me to realize, like, no one is requiring that I work this way. I don't have to update social media a zillion times a day. I don't have to work with these, you know, these types of clients that where we're not a really good match. I can raise prices, not just in January. I can, mm -hmm. you know, so they're breaking through a lot of those mindset shifts um, was really, really crucial for me. Uh, but yeah, I think that hustle is completely overrated. I think I think, uh, and I think it comes from anxiety. I think coming from, uh, it's that, that, that uh, if I just work hard enough, then I'll deserve um, and I'll be able to achieve. And I think that that's just backwards. Like we're all, you know, we're all worthy of having success and of not having to break ourselves to get it. I love I that. <laughs> I love that. And exactly, you know, when you said the word deserve, I think that is for most women, entrepreneurs, artists, um, anyone, we have this weird concept that if we earn it, if we do enough to earn success or do enough to earn our place um, in the world, then we'll get noticed or we'll receive what we want. And the reality of that is usually a crash and burn at some point. How did you um, kind of come to that conclusion yourself? Definitely by burning out, you know, <laughs> I think it's, uh, you, you can, you can do, you can do dumb stuff for several years before you, um, before you hit a point of this is unmanageable, Yeah. you know, so, so I was, I was working like crazy for, you know, for in, in my web design business, um, working all hours and just really pushing myself far too hard. Uh, so I, you know, I did that for, um, I, like, I want to say like probably three years before I, or three and a half even for, I really seriously thought this is just unworkable. Mm -hmm. And I think it had to get to that point for me. So I, you know, I had, I had been working with my business partner. I, we had originally had a whole bunch of designers working underneath us. We had this agency. Um, it was wonderful crazy so much had been work it just it was it was nuts we ended up switching to just being freelance kind of having our own clients and then I was basically I was the operations manager and the business manager so I had um, I was running the whole business and then my business partner had um, her design work as well and I also had my design work and I realized like why that's not really a company that's just me doing Ever, doing the business work of like the running the business work and also a design, you know, a, a full design uh, plate. So I thought this is just silly. I need, I need to just separate and really move forward strongly and, uh, and be able to, you know, again, focus in on what I'm really, really passionate about, not, you know, not having this kind of focusing on design in a way that uh, wasn't, wasn't my passion. Right. So when you were doing that, like, was it an easy process for you or did you come to like some sort of realization along the way that you needed to change? How did that happen for you? 
I think it's, um, it's a slow, it's always a, for me, it's a slow, you know, it's a slow process. There's, you know, there are things that in the moment you think, oh, well, if I just let this, if, you know, it, it doesn't really matter if this one client talks to me this way, you know, if we, if she's not paying on time or, you know, it's, it's, you, you have those moments in any relationship, um, or in any, you know, in any role where it's like, is this a yellow flag? I don't know exactly. It could be, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. So I think for me, it was, it was definitely a long process. I, you know, I was, uh, I was really loving parts of what I did Mm -hmm. and there were other parts of it that were just really, um, I, where I felt like I was, kind of in a, a place of quicksand. I, I would put more and more and more time and energy into these parts of my business and into these parts of um, my work. And I, no matter how much time and energy I poured into them, it was like a black hole. Like I was getting zero traction, zero results. And so I got really focused on, on the idea of instead of um, putting time, all of my time and energy into improving my weaknesses, why don't I focus in on putting time and energy into my strengths where instead of dumping time and energy to become hopefully one day mediocre, I can put in time and energy and get, you know, these results that are leaps and bounds, um, leaps and bounds better. So I literally, I, you know, I focused in on what are things that people have complimented me on in the past? What are my skills that I have that um, jump out to other people? Uh, and I thought really hard about how my clients valued me, what they, the words that they used to describe how they valued me. Um, and then also, you know, what I, what I loved doing, mm-hmm. uh, and, and where it was that if I put in, you know, 10 minutes of time, I got results that were, you know, much, much stronger than, you know, if, then if I put that time into my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So, but that's a process that, uh, I think it's self-discovery and it takes a really long time. And just because, you know, just because it's, it's just, it's not convenient, right? Yeah. <laughs> figuring, figuring out who you are and what you love, it, it doesn't happen, you know, in that like three month timeline, you, you know, or, you know, 90 day kind or, you know, in, in that, in that pre-described timeline that we, we would like it to happen. It always ends up happening on its own, uh, on its own timeline. <laughs> it's yeah. It's a way longer self-discovery process than, we want to maybe give, give or allow time for. I know um, one of the exercises that I walk through with my clients is discovering their superpowers. And usually at first they're like, what, what are you talking about? But really they have to email their friends or people that kind of are their tribe and ask them, you know, what are my three superpowers? And it really focuses the attention on what they're good at and what, why, people are in relationship with them, which is a huge thing. And then all of a sudden they're focused on their strengths and and not focused on their weaknesses, which is so helpful. And I think oftentimes we are more apt to focus on our weakness and that's probably gonna keep us spinning and cause like massive amounts of stress, anxiety, feelings of, you know, worthlessness. and, And so the fact that you're able to step away and really discover that for yourself um, is amazing. How has that manifested kind of in your life now? I, I think 
well, for me, it's turned into a real passion of looking at like, how can I make my weaknesses irrelevant? You know, how can I design around those things? So for example, one of my weaknesses is like the, the specifics of timing. You, I thought that I was five minutes late for this um, podcast interview yeah. <laughs> and it turned out I was like 25 minutes early. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, how I roll. (laughs) So, you know, that's something that I am, I can pour as much time and energy as possible into it. I'm always going to get it wrong. Like it's always going to be off. So what I do is my husband takes care of that aspect of my business. I use a booking, I use a booking software, um, where people can go in and just literally click it auto populates into my, into my, um, calendar. Um, so I think, you know, I think about, I set reminders on my phone. Um, you know, now even I'm, I'm breastfeeding my son and and when I uh, when I go out places I set a timer so that I know exactly when he's gonna start to um, have a little bit of a mini meltdown if I don't feed him because mm-hmm. if I don't I'll just get lost in the moment that's just you know how that's just how I am so I think really focusing on those things has uh, how I can you know how I can minimize their impact in my life and just use workarounds there are so many great uh, there's so many great ways that we can um, you know ask for help, bring other people in, um, you know, just, I think again, it's that self-knowledge, like knowing what kind of accountability works for you and, and just seeing where are those places in your life and in your business, um, or in your work where there's friction, like mm-hmm. where are those times, where are those places where you're just coming up against, a, you're coming up against a wall or you're stumbling and, for me, noting those things and even just having a little, you know, a little note in your, in your phone, and starting to write some of those things down, noticing them and bringing awareness to them is a really, really powerful first step. Mm-hmm. And from there, you can start to look at, you know, how can I, how can I, um, how can I make this so that it's not such a negative part of my life and it doesn't take, uh, it doesn't take energy away. Mm-hmm. So from yeah, for me, it's just been a lot of a lot of noticing and making time for that. I think um, you know, even just sitting down uh, once a week and thinking about like how did this week go, what worked well, what didn't work well, what felt good, what didn't feel good, and giving yourself time to reflect like that. Um, for me, that's been really really crucial. We had talked a little earlier about kind of some of your past experiences and how they have really um, significantly changed your life. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So when I uh, when I first started out, um, you know, transitioning out of uh, nine to five and into my own business and kind of into self employment, I, I I had been really. Um, I've, I've always been like a high strung, intense person. <laughs> so, and I thought that was quirky and adorable. Yeah. Um, and, and it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> One hopes. Uh, so I, I'd always had that. Uh, but I was also like, I was really anxious quite a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I was just used to that. That was, that was my life. You know, if I was going somewhere, um, you know, for a job interview, say I would go the day before and like figure out where I was going to park and how I was going to get there and like kind of plotted out in advance and it was time consuming and frustrating, but it just made things go easier on the day of. Um, so I had all these little, I had these kind of little quirks about me. Um, and then what happened though, is that I, it started to get um, more and more intense. And then also, 
um, I started to get more and more drained. So my energy levels started to really, uh, I don't want to say crash, but they really dropped down significantly over several months. Um, to the point where I was really like, I was spending when I wasn't at work, I would like stay in bed basically all the time. And mm. I thought this was lazy and wonderful and, <laughs> and how luxurious, um, because I wasn't thinking all that clearly, but like I would go out grocery shopping and then I would come back and I would need to sleep for three hours. Um, I was like sleeping 10 hours a night and then sleeping also like another, you know, six hours throughout the day. It was, it was really intense. And so it, it, that really escalated and it scared me. Mm -hmm. And I was able to then go, um, and get some help, go to the doctor. And I was diagnosed with, um, with generalized anxiety disorder and depression and have since found out that I also have, um, a bipolar two, which is, um, it's not the bipolar where you see angels. So don't be jealous. <laughs> um, it's like the diet Coke of, of bipolar disorder. It's, um, you basically, you have times where you're, uh, where you're kind of normal. And then you have times where you have more, like more energy, more intensity. Um, and that happens maybe twice a year. And so that's for me, uh, kind of a whole, it's a whole interesting cocktail. So I was able to go and get, um, get help, get on uh, medication has been a really crucial part of my journey. Mm -hmm. And if you go to places in advance and, uh, you're anxious, it does not mean that you, that you have what I have. So don't, yeah. don't freak out. Uh, but it's, uh, I think it's something that a lot of, I know it's something that a lot of women deal with. And for me, um, as I started to get well, uh, and the medication worked for me. I basically, so I, you know, I was like in my early twenties, I started feeling better and better and better and realizing that other people had a completely different life experience than I did. So for me at that point, like waking up every day started to feel like I was going in, in comparison, like I was going to Disney world every day. It just felt amazing. And I really, um, it's, yeah, it's completely and utterly changed my life. Mm -hmm. I have so many questions. Um, <laughs> when, when you were finally diagnosed and you had an understanding a little bit more of what was actually going on with you, what was it like? How did your life shift at that point? It was, it was absolutely wild. I mean, first of all, like I was, I would talk with my parents and my friends and I'm a very frank person, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but I was saying to them, like, it, well, it's, it's baffling that we can be living alongside each other and be in completely different realities. So that, you know, I would, at the worst of it for me, like I would wake up and it felt like, um, a close family member had died. Like I felt mm. physical weight on my chest. I felt like a grieving kind of level of sadness just all day long. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, it's absolutely wild. And, and it changes your, um, you know, it, that's an extreme example, but all of these things, like they change your perception. So it, it, and it colors your memories. So you don't remember what it felt like before you felt that way. And you can intellectually, I could think back and say, you know, yeah, I was like, I know I was happier intellectually at other points, but I couldn't really feel it. So it's extremely difficult to figure out what's going on. And people with anxiety disorders, it on it, it usually takes them like 10 years before they get diagnosed because you just can't, um, you, you can't kind of separate out, uh, how, you know, how you feel now from how you used to feel. So that is a really slippery aspect of it. Um, I mean, how my life changed is I'm trying to think of, I mean, there's so many different ways. Like I was excited to wake up in the, like during the day I was mm -hmm. excited to 
be able to, I had more energy and I think more bandwidth, more capacity to take risk in my life. Um, a thing that I think it did on the flip side that was positive was when I was working, um, at jobs that I didn't like, or there were things that bothered me about, um, you know, about, uh, workplaces or, um, I, I wouldn't stay in a place like I would I would work at a place for five months, six months and be like, this is not going like I know I have so much nope for this. I'm going to nope right out of here. Yeah. And, and I would go and work somewhere else, you know, work somewhere for a couple of years. Didn't like it was going to was going to change. So that part of it added um, it kind of I feel like it fast forwarded um, me flipping through some different career options and getting to the point of, okay, I, I need to do something else. Um, I think I got there more uh, quickly than I would have um, if I hadn't had the anxiety. So I think it's, it's a mixed bag. I, for me, though, it's really, um, it's, it means that I can put my energy into the things that are positive in my life. I am not running through all of these scenarios in my mind. My thoughts don't race. I don't have to, you know, manage that really. And I can just, you know, I can focus on mindfulness and on putting my energy where I want to. Mm -hmm. Now, I know my mother has, um, was diagnosed with clinical depression back when I was in college. And so that was a big thing for me to deal with back then. And um, as an adult, as later as I got older, I started experiencing situational anxiety or, um, or situational depression, which I think is a little bit different than clinical anxiety and depression. And so it's interesting to hear you put into perspective what uh, it's like for you, because for me, it's also a little bit um, different, but I resonate so much with what you're saying in, in ways of like, when you finally discover what it is, it's almost like this weight is lifted off of you and you go, I'm not losing it. <laughs> I'm not, you know, like, okay, great. Perfect. You know, and I just thought that I was bad at life. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. And, and even, you know, sometimes even, I think one of the things for myself, which I've probably not really shared even with the listeners, to be honest, so this is a, a first, but I remember, um, waking up sometimes and being like, I'm so tired. Like I've, I'm always tired. And, um, for me, the, the path was going to an, in a natural route and finding out, you know, I had low iron, I had low B12, then it was hormonal issues. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And there were so many things that I had to kind of then navigate as well. And realizing that that is all going to affect how I feel. And it's all going to be the lens through which I see life and filter. So there are days where I filter with a very clear lens. And then there are days where my hormonal lens is less than clear. And so I see it, but it, it brought up a lot of emotions for me in that process. How was it like for you emotionally? Like what were emotions attached when you were like in the middle of it or even kind of going through and going, all right, I'm processing through my diagnosis, my life, working, being a woman, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of questions. I'm sorry. I probably should have no, broken it down. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, I mean, I guess there was so many of them. I think like you were saying, a big part of it for me was relief. Like having a sense of what the heck was going on mm -hmm. was really, really helpful. Um, I think sometimes some people 
you know, I think a diagnosis, you can, you can over identify with a diagnosis, you can get it and then start seeing things through that lens exclusively. Mm-hmm. I know I've had, and I, and, and I think there's a fear that other people will do that. I know I had a friend, um, offhandedly, offhandedly say something, um, she, she was talking about a way that I was acting and she cared. She was like, Oh, that's so bipolar of you. And I just was like, Oh, I'm, I want to burn down your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not symptomatic. I'm not symptomatic yeah. right now. Like mm. you don't know what that means. And that's really hurtful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, so I, I think that there's always that fear of judgment. There's fear that people are going to, um, see you exclusively through that lens. Um, so for me, it was a lot of processing that, but a lot of it was relief, especially because the, for me, um, like I literally, I do not make the correct number of neurotransmitters. Um, and so high level, if you have high levels of anxiety over time, um, then you will, you will lapse into depression, um, as like, as part of that, I didn't realize that those two things were linked, but you, you basically just burn through, you know, you burn through yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's a big part of it. And so for me, as the, as the medication kind of, uh, stepped in and started helping me, um, it was, I just started feeling relief, feeling like better and better and better to the, like, and I think within three months, um, I was feeling better than I ever had in my life up until that point. And that's when the medication was like, just barely starting to help a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it, for, you know, for me, it was, there was a lot, I mean, lots and lots of feelings around that, you know, frustration, um, confusion as to like, how, how could other people and I be existing alongside and really not, how did this never come up? You know, basically, Yeah. You know, but more than anything, it was just like relief and excitement. Uh, And then also trying, I I felt kind of like I was a teenager again, like really trying to, I had to reset all of my expectations uh, because I didn't really know what I liked. I didn't know, you know, how introverted was I really? How extroverted was I really? Do I really have a fear of, you know, speaking? Do I really have a fear of these different things? Um, so I had to really kind of go through and figure, you know, kind of retest my assumptions about, about my life. And it was a really beautiful time. I was already, um, with my husband, uh, I, we had just gotten married and, uh, and it was a really, uh, it was a really fun time for us. And he was able to, you know, see me really, um, blossom and being able to take risks like, you know, working for myself and not being so caught up in, um, you know, what other people thought about that or, or not even, not even that so much as just the fear of failure, mm-hmm. not letting that, um, control me. Uh, that was, it was very, very freeing. And it's been a, it's been a massively positive, um, force in my life and, and blogging about it, talking about it, um, sharing it. I think, uh, that's also been really positive. I have, you know, several blog posts on my site about it. I try not to be the person who just talks about their anxiety or just talks about their, you know, their, their issues. Um, because you know, that's not what I help, you know, it's not what I help my clients with. Uh, so I try to kind of 
I, I don't, it's not a recurring theme in my work on my blog, mm-hmm. but I have these massive resource posts of like how I live, uh, how I live happily with generalized anxiety disorder and depression. And I just shared like tons of resources there for what the things that helped me and the posts have hundreds of comments on them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it never fails to, it, it never fails to really floor me and uh, make me feel grateful that um, this has been is a painful thing that was able to really turn into a, a, a point of connection. And I want to definitely share those links on the show notes. So I'm going to get them from you and add them so people can access those. And if they're interested in finding out like what your journey was like and how you've moved on. But can you speak to because I'm very interested in what in what you're going to say here. But can you speak to starting your own business with um, having after having the diagnosis, because I feel like there might be people who are listening that maybe they have something that is a weighty thing for them and they're waiting, they're going to take a risk, but they wonder, is that going to hold them back? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, and I think that's such a, it's such a common thing. I think I, you know, I had spent, I had this idea in my head of how it was going to look when I was ready to start my business. I had this idea in my head that, you know, things were going to, everything was going to align and it was going to be, you know, there, the clouds would part, um, you know, there, there would be, there would be this clear moment of, okay, now is the right time. And, uh, and it's funny because I actually, I had the same feelings about like, what was going to, when was going to be the time to start, um, to start our family mm-hmm. and I, you know, in owning your own business, there is never a time when you have free time. And I thought I was, I'm, there's going to be a time where it's clear, where we, you know, we've made space in our life and it'll just reveal itself in both of these things. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it, it just never, it, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in starting the business, um, initially and like leaving that, um, nine to five kind of, uh, workplace, what I did was, and what has been helpful for me in general has been taking small steps and reminding myself that, uh, that m- messy is allowed. It doesn't have to look perfect. It doesn't have to be the, you know, all in. I don't have to, I think that phrase of, um, like burning the boats, (laughs) if you've heard of that, um, you know, like really going all in and giving yourself no option other than, other than, uh, kind of succeeding at this one thing that you put your mind to. Again, I think it's as bad as hustle. I, (laughs) I just, I feel like taking, taking, you know, putting that one next step or foot in front of the other, taking that next step and then moving forward slowly and deliberately has been the most helpful thing for me and not waiting for it to be perfect. So for me, that, that was, I started my blog before I knew what I wanted my blog to be about. Then I started designing my own, you know, I just started designing my own website and then took a class and tried to stand out to the teachers and tried to, you know, tried to be helpful and be like a strong community member inside of that environment. Um, you know, then, you know, said yes before I felt ready and figured it out as I figured it out as I went along and just, um, I think, you know, I think it feels, it can often feel like there is going to be this time when things are more manageable. And what I really found is that as I, you know, as I move forward, I, I know, you know, I always, 
I can't plan for things to be better in the future. I can't plan for things to be more, more manageable, but I'm always going to be in the future. I'm going to be more and more prepared. I'm going to have more knowledge than I do now. I'm going to hopefully have more capacity because I'm making, I'm making decisions that make my life easier. Mm -hmm. So it does like for me, that's been really helpful to remember. And so I just keep on trying to act how, you know, how the best version of me would and remember, um, you know, that in the moment I can feel my feelings. I can have all kinds of feelings about what's going on, but the, it, those feelings are separate from, you know, I separate those from how, how I want to act. And I try to remember that my feelings are not performance feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, so I don't have situational anxiety. Mine was uh, free floating, which is kind of like living in like an anxiety fun house. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> you just have no idea. Um, when it's, you know, it's, it's literally tied to nothing. Um, so it, it, for me, that's been a really powerful, um, tool (laughs) because I had to really recognize sometimes I'm going to feel normal anxiety about things, but sometimes I'm going to feel massive anxiety and attribute it to something that has nothing to do with. It's just free floating anxiety. And my brain is trying to tie it and pin it on something. So for me, really, that's been a wonderful tool in my business journey. Um, because we all feel, you know, we all have these feelings of, um, of anxiety. We all have these feelings of, you know, this is, this is going to be too much. What's it going to be like? How can I control it? Um, and, and so for me, reminding myself that, you know, it's not, it's not going to feel like a parade the whole time. It's not going to feel like a victory lap. It's going to be kind of messy and just kind of incremental, but, those steps really, really do add up powerfully. Um, so it's, it's absolutely worthwhile taking them now because you just don't know um, what they'll add up to in time. I love how you describe that. I think that will be so helpful for people to hear. And I know that just even putting a voice to it is, is huge in, in helping women understand their own journey and, and, and even for us, the two of us today, talking about totally different ways of dealing with and being like being ourselves in kind of messy places and still being able to get up and do the things that we love and put one foot in front of the other is spectacular. It's beautiful. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I, w- I was hoping that it wasn't just metaphor soup. So that's no, good. That's good. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, I, it really, honestly, I, you know, I think of just so many people that talk to me, um, especially my clients about anxiety on every level and depression. And, and so often I think women, um, if they're battling with that or they're battling with really anything, it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. So, self-doubt in general. Yeah. It feels, it feels so, so like it, it can, they're all the same. They're all similar. Yes. And at some point in time, they will feel like, well, I'm not, I can't do it because of this. It's going to hold me back or it is holding me back. And you are a perfect example of someone who is like, no, it's not going to hold me back. I am going to walk through it, even if it's messy and, and just keep going and, and have a, a business that is thriving and, um, and a family and, and do all the things that are just really so amazing and helping other people on their journey as well. So both in business and personally, which, which is just amazing to see. And, um, you're such a fabulous example of that. So 
Thank you. I'm so glad that we've been able to chat about this. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. <laughs> you literally have opened my mind and my eyes to so much um, that I kind of even want to discover more about. So thank you. Absolutely. It's so much fun. I just can't, uh, you know, I, I'm, I love geeking out about all of this stuff and uh, I kind of can't help myself from going deep. So it's been so much fun. <laughs> well, you're, you're definitely in good company going deep for sure. We'll, we will, we will have to do this again. I am going to include, like I mentioned before in the show notes everywhere where people can find you, but can you just go ahead and tell people where they can contact you? Absolutely. So my website is kylaroma.com and I'm Kyla Roma on basically all social media. Yeah. So definitely check Kyla out because she will help you in so many ways and um, you're still blogging. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So at kylaroma.com, I've, I've been like, I post about um, all of the, the business side of things and, and making your business manageable, organized and helping make it work for you so that it's, you know, your business is helping you in the way that you help uh, all the people that you help. Thank you so much. Let's do this again for sure. That'd be lovely. Thanks so much. I hope you were encouraged and inspired today by the conversation that I had with Kyla. I know that I sure am. And if you want to get in touch with her or you want to access today's show notes, then head over to thecouragecast.com. And until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. The Courage Cast is produced by Stephen Crilly.